ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Presented by Zadok Jewelers. KFNC and KFNC HD2 Mont Bellevue, Houston. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Shout out to everyone out there listening on a beautiful Sunday, a beautiful Father's Day Sunday. Hopefully everything comes to fruition for you. Hopefully that barbecue pit's going. Hopefully the drinks are ready. Hopefully you've got you a bottle before because we know you can't get bottled on a Sunday. Hopefully you prepare. Yeah, ridiculous. Who made that rule? It's terrible. And you're in the Bible Belt, so no booze for you on Sundays, Jerry. Give me a... Give me a shot of Jack and let me let me let me down it with some Chick Fil A. You know, open them both up. <laughs> let me live. What are we doing? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I'll tell you what are we doing. We're gonna get back into this. Uh, I guess a popular topic on this show here: hotel rooms and how clean they may be or or they may not be. How much do you trust it? We 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 spoke a few weeks about just laying in a hotel room, the, the remote. I've read studies that they say the remote from a hotel room is one of the filthiest things, most germ-infested things that you can possibly imagine. Yeah, it has more bacteria on it than toilet seats. You make it sound worse when you say the word bacteria. Yeah. You know, I say dirty, like bacteria. Like, it just sounds worse when somebody uses the term bacteria. But bacteria is what we have here. And TikTok user Janessa Richards has gone viral. 1.2 million views in its climbing because she says that she's an ex-hotel employee. And she's got some, I guess, secrets. Mm-hmm. She starts off by saying, I would never recommend using those drink glasses because they're often often not changed in between guests as long as they look clean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go in your room and they usually have those glasses right there. They'll have a, the, the ice bucket, <laughs> maybe maybe some, some, some tongs, you know, to, to get set ice. How often do we really think that they clean this thing? The, the, you think that they... Their dishwasher downstairs, they come up and bring it every time. Like, I like the ones where they're where they're wrapped up already, the, the little plastic cup. Yeah, yeah. There's something. Sometimes, though, they just put, like, a little coaster on top of them. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, give me the one that's wrapped in plastic. I feel a little better yeah, about like that. who put that coaster there? Yeah, who put that coaster there? And she's right. If, if they look like they haven't been used, they just they don't do anything with them. So somebody could just drink a glass of water out of it or whatever else, put it back. And you're you have no idea about that, but that's one of the least flagrant offenses I think out of some of these, right? It makes sense that she brings up don't walk around barefooted because how often do they shampoo set carpet? Now, yeah, I don't walk around barefooted inside a hotel room, but then I thought about the actual shower, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in a hotel room, do you go in? Do you throw down a towel to try to try to you know not make contact skin to to athlete foot infested. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? What if the last guy was was a uh, I like to pee in the shower guy, you know, and he's in there peeing in the shower in, on a Vegas trip. Imagine that. Imagine that. Jack Daniels pee. Mm-hmm. Just oh, this guy's in there snot rockets <laughs> in the shower. He's creating a booger wall. Disgusting. <laughs> you know, Jeremy was here. Uh-huh. Here come here. You come. You just flew in town. You want to get prepped nice. For your dinner, 
And then here you go, just feet to water to to athlete's foot. And that's the a lot of times Ooh. the selling point of a nice hotel room is if it has, you know, a really awesome shower and, you know, jacuzzi tub and all that kind of stuff. You know, the rain song thing, you know, it's above you that pours down on you. Sometimes that's the best part of a hotel room is it's got a killer shower. But if you're afraid to get in there without shoes on, like, what's the point? Now, history tells me that every time I've seen the housekeeping ladies with their carts, how many times do you see a comforter on that thing? You don't see the whole never. You don't see the whole comforter, right? You see like sheets. Yeah. How often are they changing our comforters in these rooms? You know, here you lay down. You rented that expensive room. And you, you you just fall back like in the movies. They, they you just you fall back on that comforter. You your girl jumps on you, hugs you. Oh, this is going to be a fantastic vacation. Well, we don't know who was we don't know who was doing the nasties before they left. Mm-hmm. And here you come. I need a scouting report. It should be a scouting report on the hotel guests before you. Like, it was old. It was two old people at the penny slots, 82 years old. You're like, oh, well, that's why it's dusty in here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or they're like, hey, 34-year-old couple, wedding. You know what's going down in there. It's muggy in here. Mm-hmm. You just know. They, I need to know these kind of things, right? They, they, because you go in there not knowing, and you're paying high prices. <laughs> Go to these Vegas hotels. Oh yeah, three four hundred dollars in a night. I don't know. Do you want to know? Like, I just assume it's something that I'm going to find disgusting. You know, like no matter what, anybody in the room that's not you. But we talked about it on the show before. You use the same pillows as these people. They just put new cases on. No, you use the same yeah. pillows. As a, <laughs> yeah, I bring my pillow. You bring your own Do pillow. You? I yeah. just started this. I'm, this is a new trend. I, I got to. When I go to Vegas, I'm going to just go to buy a pillow once I'm there just because I don't want to take up, I guess, too much room, maybe vacuum. I don't know. But I'm not – I refuse to use the pillow in these hotel rooms anymore. I, so my wife brings her full-size pillow. I've got this little travel pillow. So at the, the rodeo a couple of years ago, there was a dude selling sheets, and they were really soft. You bought a set of sheets for like 40 bucks. You also got this little travel pillow for free, and it's a bamboo like memory foam one that sits on my car at all times just in case I ever need to take a nap. But anytime I'm on the road or I go somewhere, that little pillow goes everywhere with me because that's the one I wash and I know. So I can sleep on that little pillow in a giant bed, no problem. And then when I get in, I rip off the comforter off the bed anyways because yep. I have to sleep in an ice box. Yep. So I'd rather freeze and not have it. I'll, I'm fine. Like, I immediately go in, AC down to 65 degrees, rip the comforter off, and I let it get cold while I'm out doing whatever I'm doing. Yeah, I throw the comforter on the floor immediately. And then... You know, put a lot of times we'll bring like a little Ziploc bag and put the remote inside the Ziploc bag, and so you don't have to touch the remote. I mean, everybody's got like disinfecting wipes and hand sanitizer stuff in their bag now, so yeah, that's just an easy wipe it down the second you get in, which I usually do with like the light switches, the alarm clock, and the remote. It's just scary though, man, to think like that you have to do all this. It's not scary. It's just it's just it's just disgusting. You know, like you don't know who's who's been in that room, what what they've been doing, like. I think about the last time I was in Vegas, I'm in the hotel, I'm in an elevator going up to my room, and, and there's this guy next to me, and he's, like, breathing hard, bro, and he's, like, half-dressed. This dude's got, like, some shorts that he shouldn't be out. It's like, they're too tight. They're, they're little shirt, like a little wife beater, or I don't even know if we could say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, he just proceeds to start telling me the story. He's like, how's it going for you, man? And I'm like, I thought he was talking about gambling. I'm like, oh, I'm just getting going. He's like, no, man. He's like. He just starts telling me, he's like, 
bro, I met this girl on, on the computer. And he just starts telling me about how they've met about 48 hours ago. And he said in nonstop sex in that room. And he says, I'm out here trying to find ice. And he says, so we can use it. And, I, you know, he's telling me all these things. And I'm, and I'm looking at him like, man, I, do not want, I would not want to be the next person in that room the way this guy looks right now. Like, <laughs> someone's about to pay $300 a night for that room. Little do they know. Like, he just brought some girl he's never met. And they're in here, you know, doing tricks. It's circus acts going on in this room. This man was sweating. <laughs> I mean, he was sweating. And he was an older guy. He was like, brother, this girl's 30 years younger than me. He was like, and, and I'm in here. He's like, I don't even know who she is. He says, she said, meet me in Vegas. He said, we're, I'm from, I forget where he said he was from. And he said, she was from like another city. I'm just all on the hotel, on, on, on the uh, elevator ride up. We get to the same floor. Like, I'm like, I'm waiting for my floor to go off. And it goes, ding. I'm like, 23, yes. And then he's like, oh, you too. <laughs> like, please don't be my next door neighbor. No, nah, it was crazy. That's what I'm saying. You ask yourself, like, what in the hell is going on here? But what happened in there? You know, like, who comes oh, in there next? You know what happened in there. Who comes in there next? They don't know. No. They come in. You know, what if you have, like, your kids and stuff with you? You know, you're just like, hey, let's take a nap. You know, like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm bringing my own pillow. I'm, I mean. Well, you saw the thing with Airbnb, right? Like, apparently they had paid millions of dollars to keep all these complaints about Airbnb off the Internet. They were Did paying, they? They were paying people not to complain about stuff. Because just think about it. So much stuff could go wrong if you book an Airbnb. Like you could get there and the person that owns the place could just be sitting there. You know what I mean? Like they could they could have just forgot they even rented you the place out. You know, there there could be another guest there that they double booked. There's so many things that could go wrong. Well, what Airbnb is going to tell you, by the way, you're staying in a bad part of town. There's shots going off when you get to bed every night. Yes. Like nobody does that. But like when you're reading reviews... Like, if you're going to a city you've never been to before, that's always my number one thing. Is I start looking at, like, okay, what kind of, like, establishments are around here? If it's a certain type of thing that I know, because I grew up around it, you go, eh, I don't want to stay around that area. I'd, I'd rather go, I'll, I'll, I'll up it another 20 bucks a night if it means that there's not going to be trains, there's not going to be, you know, Gunshots. people fighting. Not well, not even stabbed. that. You're not going to have, like, couples, like, fighting out in the alley drunk in the middle of the night on like a tuesday that's a good point too and you know we're talking about how hotels aren't necessarily cleaning things up to your standards imagine some dude it's just his apartment that you're renting even worse yeah. he's just like just he's just yeah. dusting a little bit yeah. he just he's fine spit shining he's like oh that was me yeah <laughs> Oops, sorry <laughs> you know it just thinks the last one i told you when i was in la and it was a bnb and like i said i got there and and it was a the longest joint i've ever seen in my life the <laughs> airbnb guest just left it there uh, just i guess for the next guest and then and then they told you you had a corner you're basically you were sharing the house while they were still living there there was a restroom in in the, in the side that i was on they were walking through to go to the restroom <laughs> so you're just you're just sitting there like hey, hey what's up <laughs> You know, like, what am I doing? It's never good when you get out of the out of the Uber into your Airbnb and then and then you see the 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 the, the pair of shoes hanging from the the electrical line. You know, like, so you're in the hood at that point. You know what that means? That, that that's and, where they deal drugs. That's why they throw those shoes up there in those certain spots. That and then there's a weight bench in the front yard, and you're like, yeah. It's funny how the the Airbnb ad didn't show it, the weight bench in the front yard because I would have put one and one together. Let's get over to Lamont right now on the HRP listener line. He wants to talk about hotels. What's up, Lamont? Happy Father's Day. Hey, same to you, fellas. Uh, uh, say, man, just think about this. Uh, and I got another uh, uh, point to make. Uh, uh, man, Valentine's Day in a hotel? Just, 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 just let that 
you know, trickling inside your head right there, man. <laughs> now, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be the person that's cleaning up uh, the hotel. I wouldn't want to be the person that's cleaning up the hotel room after uh, Valentine's Day. But what I did want to ask, uh, ask you, fellas, <laughs> do you do you live out of your uh, suitcases or do you hang up and fold up things when you go inside of a hotel? That's a good. I kind of live out of the suitcase, except for like shirts that I don't want to be wrinkly. I'll hang those up in the closet. Yeah, that's a good. Like, are you using the I, hangers in there, Lamont? I uh, 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 personally, I live out of my suitcase, and uh, you know, I'm always getting double beds. I'm always getting double beds. But going back to Aaron's point about pulling the back back the comp, uh, the uh, yeah, the the whatever they call uh, the comforter, yeah. the comforter, man. Uh, um, I had got a comp room uh, out in Vegas one time, man. Uh, I ain't gonna tell the whole story, but got a comp room, pulled back the uh, pulled back the comforter, man. It was a big boo boo stain uh, uh, right on the, uh, uh, a freaking uh, uh, bed, man. And uh, I got so mad. Uh, I was living in Ti. I was living in Ti. I went down there and they uh, uh, got me a uh, uh, like a suite or something, uh, a better suite. They were so embarrassed, man, because I took I took pictures of it and everything, man. It, it was like. Somebody just took a crap on the bed, man. <laughs> hey, man, I was going through that. I was going through that post that this lady had, and people were telling their horror stories. One person said that they were in a Vegas hotel and they flushed the toilet, and the, and the toilet spit back a dookie. Like <laughs> I said, a dookie that wasn't in there. It said basically they were like, "Man, I, I got there and I went to go, you know, urinate. It was a dude, you know. He's standing up. He, he said he hit the flush, and it, it just poof. It's like, it like <laughs> coughed up a." A dookie outside the toilet. He said one that came flying out. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then, well, then he said the problem was that he called hotel the people and he's like, hey, there's a dookie on the floor now. And they you know, how do you explain this? Not you. Yeah. He's telling the people like, I'm telling you that wasn't in there. Well, where did it come from? It came from the. He's like, it wasn't me. Like, that's not my crap. Like, I'm telling you, that's not me. Like, <laughs> it wasn't me. They don't believe you, no. though. Like, housekeeping's coming in with two cups, you know, uh-huh. taking it up. Like, hey, sir, does this belong to you? <laughs> like, I promise you that that came flying out of that toilet. They don't, he was like, bro, they didn't even believe me. I asked him for a calm room. They were asking me to, to give up my deposit. <laughs> Take a DNA test and prove it. I've had that happen before where you go in and you use the restroom the first time you get in your hotel room and somebody hadn't flushed before. And you're just like that means you, the person didn't they, clean. They didn't clean it clearly. It, it, you can't even be bothered to flush the toilet. Come on, man. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you got a hotel horror, a horror story, hey, we're here for that. It's a Father's Day. We're getting down the barbecue pit. It smells. I can smell it. I can see those drinks. I can see the money. Let's get paid. I'm about to give you some basketball bets next. You're listening to ESPN. 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe. And Josh Jordan. Welcome back to ESPN 97.5. That's Aaron Raybould, Josh Jordan. And I'm just Jerry Bonos with an S. I lost a piece of me with the Z. Hopefully I can get it back. Uh, I hear the free world is, is fantastic. Last time I was arrested, when I came out, there was a new Taco Bell in the neighborhood. They built out a few uh, Chick-fil-A's on the way home. 
I hope to uh, get out soon. I'll see you soon. Keep sending the commissary because uh, I'm going to need it. I don't know when they're going to let me out. It's out indefinitely until I could get a hold of this guy in the UK. They gave me street, everything, but no phone number. Are <laughs> you going to fly over there? And I found him on person? LinkedIn. I'm telling you, I'm, on, I, I, I'm having flashbacks. I, I, I hit him up on LinkedIn. I found someone that knows him on, on Facebook. I wrote them to tell them, like, hey, I come in peace. Do host. <laughs> like, well, this guy's not German. This is England. So I got, I mean, we can maybe communicate some. Should be a little easier. Hey, he's probably a big football fan. So hey, you guys mate, will get along. <laughs> I'll, trade, I'll trade you for picks, mate. <laughs> Go drink a pipe with him. Uh, real quick, guys, I wanted to pay off uh, that tease on the fantasy football stuff. It, so this, this is pretty short and simple, but it's about the players that we know like Joe Mixon and Cole Beasley that are telling you that they're not going to get vaccinated, look, that's their choice. Cool, whatever. But when we're talking about fantasy football, I'm going to avoid the guys that are openly saying they're not going to take the vaccine. Nothing personal. It's just it's fantasy football. And if I'm betting on you scoring touchdowns and and getting catches, you got to be on the field to do that. And if you're in the COVID protocol or or you actually have COVID, you're going to be missing games. You're going to be missing time. And the NFL is going to run a little more succinctly this year because they have so many people that are vaccinated. I don't think you're going to see them pushing back games like they did last year. You know what I mean? I don't think you're going to see Tuesday night football this year. I think they're going to stay on their schedule, which means the guys that haven't cleared protocol, they just aren't going to be available. They're not going to play. They should give you a patch, vaccine, like a, yeah. like the Boy Scouts on your jersey, just yes. <laughs> vaccinated. Yes. I mean – that's a big deal. Me knowing that Travis Kelsey got vaccinated, I, if I'm going to spend a, a top 12 pick on him, I feel better about it. You know what I mean? That, but if I'm looking at Joe Mixon in the second round and I know he's not going to get the shot, eh, I'm probably going to avoid him. It's that simple. I'll tell you what I'm going to avoid. 713-780-3776. Check this out. We're talking about nasty things and things that you shouldn't do as far as in a hotel. Well, how about this? Story came out that at Logan Airport, guys on the urinal said guy drops phone. That phone is, I mean, if you've ever been in a men's restroom, that you're, it's, it's a rare sighting if, if the floor isn't wet. Yes. So that all of a sudden that phone is, is, is in some urine. Well, guy that drops his phone has the, the nerve. To ask the guy next to him where it's closer to his foot, hey, can you grab my phone? <laughs> At which point he does. What? Yes, and there's somebody got this all on camera. So he, <laughs> who's filming men in the bathroom? First of all, <laughs> that's where I was going to stop. That's where I was going to start right there because I'm like, at what point did this guy make it take it upon himself that he knew something crazy was going to happen to where he's filming two dudes <laughs> from the behind with this look? I mean. If somebody's behind yeah. me with a phone, I don't care what's going on. Yeah. I'm gonna say, "What the hell are you doing? What are we doing here?" Well, let's 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 move past that. Okay. The phone drops. You're like, "Oh my gosh!" And then all of a sudden, he asks him to pick it up, and he and he doesn't even say anything. He just yes, and and then hands it back. Like what? What, what are we living? What? what are, wow. <laughs> you know. Like, it, I think it's a disrespect if, the, if someone asks you that. Yeah, are you like, kidding what, me? How do you even answer that? I would pretend like I didn't speak English. Like, I don't even feel comfortable when you go to a game 
and you're and you're at the urinal and someone's talking to you. Yeah. Sometimes it's a friend, so it's kind of like different. Like it doesn't feel as awkward. But sometimes if it's like a ra- like you're already there and it's a random dude walks up, he's like, hey, he's like, man, that great home run, huh? You know, yeah. like you know, he's like, have you have you had the nachos, those kick ass nachos? And you're just thinking, like, I don't. You, so you kind of like. You give that him the way. shoulder, yeah. You kind of give him the shoulder. And he's the guy with his hand on the wall, leaning up against the urinal. You know that guy's had a few pops when he can't even support his body while he's going. <laughs> he's hand on wall, but the pants all the way down the knees. Oh, I've seen that so before. He's, he's hand on wall, just ass cheeks to the air. Yes, and then he leans over and tells you, like, "Hey, you know what inning they stop serving?" And you're like, and then when you don't say nothing, you just say a few words, and then when you're walking off. He gives you the, the the little punch to the shoulder, like thanks, bro. Yeah, you know, and you just you walk off the whole time, like, how am I gonna how am I gonna sanitize this? Like, I think I'm, I'm about to die. Like, who was that? This guy's way too comfortable. Tell me, you've never been in that position where you had that random guy walk up to you? Yes, but and that same random guy has a drink and he'll put it down on top of the urinal. Yes, <laughs> just be, he he gets said beer. He'll, he'll take it to put it down on the urinal. I'd rather and I I, I never get that to bring my beer into the bathroom but what if you what if you get stuck in that position what do you do to hold it in your mouth kind of with your teeth kind of just and then what do you do like you're holding the cup up with your oh i i leave my beer wherever i'm sitting i don't take it in the bathroom with me what if you that's not an option i just i chug it i down it yeah yeah too many particles in the air yeah i'm not no and the way it smells in there i'm not like man a refreshing beverage sounds great no that's uh -uh. You pound it, you yeah. throw it away as you're walking in. No. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. If you just got a fresh one, guess what? You're going to chug and then let it all go at the same time. Yeah, or just hold it until you finish your beer. This brought back fa- uh, flashbacks, though, of the Astros vendor. If yes, you remember the face. I was just thinking that. The famous picture. And if you want to go Google it, just type in just type in Astros vendor, a snow cone vendor, and uh, in bathroom. And, and basically somebody got a picture of this guy. He has... He's the vendor. He has one of those little four, you know, that hold four or six snow cones, and he can walk down the aisle with them where there's three snow cones with no tops, obviously, and, and he's on the pooper, you know? <laughs> and they're <laughs> sitting on the floor yeah, in the men's room. On the floor. I mean, he didn't even have uh, – not that it makes it any better, but he should hold them in your lap. <laughs> like, this vendor, the nerve of this guy or or, or whoever it was. I don't even know if it, uh, if it was a men's restroom. Or, I'm, I'm guessing – but I just I saw the picture and I'm just thinking, man, someone bought those three snow cones yeah. at at thirteen dollars, you know? <laughs> yes. And what is with all the cameras in the bathroom? It reminds me. Remember during the Yankees Astros series in New York, there was an Astros fan just doing his business at the urinal, and somebody started <laughs> filming him, and some guy picked up a beer and crushed it and, and threw it at him, hit him in the back, and I mean, you know, it's I remember all, that. Yeah, it's all Yankees fans and the one guy in the Astros uniform, and they'll. They're pelting him with beer cans and yelling at him while he's going to the bathroom. And what can you even do? You're in the middle of doing your business. You, I guess you just have to finish up. Yeah, camera shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm, you remember me telling that story. I was at a bar. This is when we first started doing the show. I wish I would have pulled a camera then. I'm in the I'm in the restroom. I come out, and the guy behind me runs in there real quick, and they're laughing. They're, like, just, you know, just giggling. And I'm like, all right, these guys are up to something. So I'm washing my hands. At that point, I wish I did have a phone because this guy goes, he has a he has a cup. We're at we're at Reno's by the house over there, right? I've never been there. What this is this guy comes in with a cup. I don't Aaron, think I'm gonna go anymore Aaron, after this. Aaron, I, I, I still think about this to this day. They come in there giggling. I'm washing my hands. He comes in there with an empty cup. He goes to the toilet, basically fills it up some halfway. Then his friend gets his cup of beer and they fill it up and then they go out there and give it to their friend. Oh, 
And they're, you're not a friend. Exactly. <laughs> no. Dude, that, that's what I was saying. I said, man, and they're laughing. And I'm like, what are y'all about to do with that? I asked them. They're like, we're about to give it to our friend. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to follow this. Did you, you know? go, did you go warn him? No, I, I thought, you let it happen, man. I didn't want. I didn't know what was going on. No, I didn't know what was going on. I was washing my hands. First, they didn't even wash their hands after getting that water out of the oh, toilet. God. Like that's what I'm saying. I'm washing. My, so they passed me up. They're doing this. They're giving. I'm like, man, what the hell are y'all up to? Because I didn't know if they were gonna throw that or something. And then they're like, no, don't worry about it, man. They were, and then he 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 starts putting filling up the other half with a beer. And they go, we're about to give this to our buddy. And I'm looking, and I, so I wash my hands real fast. They, they're already a few steps in front of me. They go over there, so I, 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 I kind of hide about 20 feet back, just like, oh, my gosh. They give that beer. It takes him about a minute. He's, like, in the middle of our conversation, so he doesn't even – he just puts it down. He's, he's just, like, holding it, and everybody's waiting, just, like, waiting yes, for him to pick it up and put yes, it to his lips. Yes, and I, and I know I wasn't – I saw many heads – uh, t- go down, you know, like as soon it was just like, oh no, like no, like I, I, I don't know if that guy's alive. Like <laughs> the, the bathrooms at Reno's, I mean, oh, he's got to be like, man, how do you let that happen terrible. and not yell at him? You know what I'm doing? I'm walking up to that dude and I'm getting in his ear real quick. I'm be like, look, you don't know me. I don't know what you did to piss off your friends. Maybe you deserve this, but if you didn't do anything and they're just two d bags and they're trying to make you drink piss toilet water with your oh. beer. The two of us, we're going to step outside, and we're going to beat the living hell out of them. Man, this beer tastes like piss. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good reason. It's just certain things you don't do to somebody, like certain pranks. You yeah. know, certain pranks have gone too far. You know, I've seen the ones where they shave off your eyebrow in your sleep. Yeah. And you're like, but at least you could come back from that. But when you you serve me piss. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, ne- we're never going to be cool again after that. There's no coming no. back from some uh, serving someone uh, pee. Yeah. No, like, there's no coming back. There's no explaining that. There's nothing. It's just like, all right, it, it was a good French. Yeah. Like, it, it was a good ride. That's not like, you know, drawing a, a mustache on him while he's passed out. Yeah, like, what permanent happened? Marker, what happened know? to those? Like, yeah. they would just draw a big old penis to you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, trickling <laughs> yeah. down, just, you're like, all right, we got him. Then they all of a sudden, they, they would do like a sideburn, you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's, then all of a sudden, they graduated to the whole eyebrow. You're like, whoa. I mean, okay, yeah. that'll grow back. The pee, man. You want to just... break your buddy, saddle him with the bill. Yeah. Order him some some crazy shots. Find the ugliest girl at the bar. Order a drink from him to her. Don't, uh, like, no. You're not a friend. You're not even, you don't belong in the human race at that point if you're pulling that kind of stuff. I'm with you. Put him in the penitentiary. We're putting him in the, the first ever, I guess, participants in the Moneyline jailhouse. I'm, I'm in here. Come on in. I, I got a couple of soups I can spare for you guys. You're listening to Monday on ESPN 97.5. Do you ever wonder what ESPN 97.5 hosts talk about during the breaks? Well, now we have your f***ing answer. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it with the All you got to do is say your mother. Just go to twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5 for exclusive uncensored content. Can you hear him out there for me? Is money line on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios? Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Thirty minutes left in the show, actually twenty-four. Before we leave you in the hands of your family, hopefully you have that going on. Hopefully you have a lot of delicious 
some food. Let's say some barbecue. I, I see some uh, sausage, some ribs, some uh, macaroni and cheese in my near future. Hopefully, you make it happen. Hint, hint to the wife at mm-hmm. home. Hopefully, that happens. And hopefully, everything that you want happens as well. 713-780-3776. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. We rock it every single Sunday morning in case you're just tuning in. We are the Sunday show from 10 to noon. That's Josh Jordan. That's Aaron Raybould. And I am Jerry Bow Nose with S. Trying to get out of jail. Trying to be on my best behavior. Just like, hey, the Astros. And we're getting good news. We're getting a few things coming from the Twitter world. What's going on, Josh? Yeah, Aaron just pointed out to me. Mark Berman tweeted out a little video here with Kyle Tucker. We all kind of assumed he had COVID. And that's why he hasn't been playing lately. But according to Tucker, he had a stomach bug. And that he did not test positive for COVID. So, I guess that's good news. Apparently, it really took its toll on him. <laughs> he lost uh, roughly 10 pounds. Looks like he's gained about three or four back. Dusty hopes that Tucker will be ready to go again for the Baltimore series. So something to keep an eye on there. That's good. It's, it's nice to have Tucker back. He's really been playing well this year. So, you know, hopefully he, you know, he's feeling good and not too weak and he can get back in the lineup because, you know, Dusty Baker's kind of doing his typical – uh, we already won the series, so let's put out a lineup that's not exactly our best guys kind of thing. What are we dealing with? So today, the order is going to be Altuve, Jose Altuve. Anyway, uh, Altuve, McCormick, Brantley, Correa, Jordan. That all sounds about right. But then Toro, Taylor Jones, Maldonado, Straw. So given given Yuli the day off today, which, hey, that's fine. He's an older player. Give him a little bit of rest. You already locked up the series win. But not exactly your murderer's row that you're accustomed to. I'm not I'm not too bad with it for the reasons that it's a four, it's a longer, you know, four-game series. And if you look back at what the Astros have done pretty much on this win, win streak, what, 15 out of the last 19, if you look at that at the beginning of the month in June when they played the Red Sox, for example, they didn't lose till the, that last game, right? Yep. Then, then they went to the Blue Jays. They lost the second game, so it – they they usually lose one drop one and this little win streak that they have going on they they'll drop one out of the series which which I'm fine with that and it's not ever the first one I went back and looked and it was for example on the Red Sox one it was the third game against the Blue Jays they lost the second game then they played the Red Sox again it was the third game of the series the Twins the second game of the series so if it happens like this in a in a series that you've already won three games you're going for the sweep and then you know that you're about to go up against the Orioles three games. Then you go into the Tigers three or four, I'm sorry, and then you get the Orioles again at home three. So at this point, I think it's 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 a smart you know it's a smart thing to go ahead and if if you get this game fine, if you get the sweep, if not, it was still a successful series. And let's start this this road trip, this road trip that I said goes through through next weekend, next Sunday, and it it's three at the Orioles, four at the Tigers, and then you come back home with three more against the Orioles. Along that way, you figured that they win 80% of those games, 90% if things go the way that they've been playing. I'm with you, but what's concerning me is, I mean, they are just killing it right now, and they're still not in first place. Like, you know, and we talked about this a little earlier in the show, you know, the A's, like, come on, man, we need those guys to fall off a little bit because I don't see the Astros playing much better than they are playing now. I mean, they're winning all their series. They're not going to win every game. It'd be nice to see the ace fall off a little bit. 713-780-3776. Switch over to football a little bit because we talk about falling off. And Baker Mayfield has come up a lot lately because they're saying that this is he took a, a slight step forward last year, and this is going to be the year that he propels himself to where many think that what, what he could have been to, 
to pay off the the, the pick, the draft yeah. pick, the, the surprising draft pick that many didn't think that he was going to go there until maybe two days before the draft. Yep. Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns have high expectations for the first time in many, many, if ever, in the in the franchise's history. Yeah. Defense is built well. Offense is built well. They did good last season without the playmaker that is Odell Beckham. What does it do for Baker Mayfield getting Beckham back? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? And I ask this because many will say, of course it's Beckham. It's a good thing. But we know when Beckham was there, he was forcing the ball quite a bit. Beckham is an outspoken, outspoken guy. It's a young quarterback. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna he's gonna ask to give me the ball. And Baker, you saw it whenever Odell Beckham was was healthy and he was in, in suited up. You would see that he would force the ball. His numbers were off, and it was just it was terrible. And at times they were saying, "Man, he's forcing it into double coverage." It was just horrific reads that he would make. Now he comes back. Does you think that that's a good thing for a team that revolves around the run game? I think it's good to have that threat on the field. You know that the defense has to respect Odell could get behind him, but you're right; he was forcing the ball too much to him, and you got to be you know throw it to who's open. You know, don't just determine that you know Odell's going to get the ball. And I mean, Odell hasn't he hasn't been great. You know, since his time in New York, his one complete season in Cleveland was in 2019: thousand thirty-five yards. 74 catches, four touchdowns. And then last year, you know, he only started seven games because of the injury, only 300 yards. And then his his last year in New York, 1,052 yards with 77 catches, six touchdowns. Like, it's not bad, right? But look at the touchdown difference. You know, when he was really killing it for New York, you know, 2014, 12 touchdowns. 2015, 13 touchdowns. 2016, 10 touchdowns. We haven't seen that type of Odell in a long time. I'm wondering if like, he's the same dude. Is he still a superstar? Do you still consider Odell Beckham a superstar, Aaron? Do you still, let's say, in the, in the around that five to, top seven guys uh, as far as wide receivers? Uh, I don't. Don't ask me to name you know seven that I consider better than him, but he hasn't done it. Injury plagues have gotten him, and you got to be on the field. If I'm going to consider you one of the best, the best stay on the field no matter what. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't get hurt. He stays on the field. One of the top two or three best wide receivers in the game right now because he stays on the damn field. Antonio Brown, you would say he was one of the best. Yep. He couldn't stay on the field because he was an idiot. If you can't stay on the field, you are of no use to me. You don't get to be ranked with the best. It's true. I mean, it, it does me no good if you're not there when it counts. We talked about that on the basketball aspect. Same in football. Beasley, for example, as far as that is the vaccinations. If, if something happens, if, if you're not there when it counts, well, yeah. then what can I use you for? Beckham, I think the way that he portrays himself and the way he presents himself and the persona that he gives us, it also makes you believe, uh, well, this guy better play like a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's going to act like it. Let's talk about the way he, he he's the kicking the, the the kicking nets, you know, the the fight, the proposing to one, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. The, all that stuff just. You would think, man, this guy's out here doing big things, and and I think maybe when we think uh, when we look back at what Odell Beckham is, we'll we'll look at more of the one hand catch out of bounds that you remember that rather than being like, man, you remember that season, like that whole that complete season because you mentioned the one season in in Cleveland that he played full a thousand yards and four touchdowns. That's not that's not superstar. That's yeah. not anything else. And whenever him and and Jarvis Landry remember they were they were buddies, the friends reunited. Mm-hmm. 
Well, what happened to that? <laughs> I mean, he just hasn't stayed healthy. And he's not – I feel like he believes he's still one of the elite receivers. And that, that, yeah, and that the offense should be built around him and his talent. And the Cleveland's not built like that. You know, they they got a, a good defense. They run the ball. I think if he can just kind of be cool with his role, I think they could have a really nice season this year. A lot of people are very high on the Browns this year. I'm, I am I am as well. Uh, just – the, D, the the division is tough. It's always going to be. I don't know if it's so much the black and blue division anymore, but it was that for a while when mm-hmm. the Steelers. I just don't know what the Steelers are going to do. I always I told you maybe the best bet of the season preseason totals is is Steelers win total under. Mm-hmm. I don't see where they get those wins. All of a sudden, I'm hearing now from training camp uh, they got they got a what is a Canada they got a he's coming out and saying this is Big Ben's call. Like we're gonna. The offense is in his hands. Whatever he, whatever direction he points is, I'm thinking, what are we talking about? Has he not seen the bin of late? Like, I, I understand that his resume reads certain things like Super Bowl champion. It reads, you know, his, his rookie season, the wins that he had. But this isn't the same guy. No, but the only, if I can give you a silver lining, maybe the arm's a little better with an extra year of recovery time coming off of surgery. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a little more bounce back in that arm with one extra year to kind of get it back to normal. 713-780-3776. We have one segment left. If you have anything to get off your chest, any shout-outs, anything you have, any winners, go ahead and get it out on the table because after that, we're going to put it on the barbecue pit and we're going to eat it because it's Father's Day. It's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. I'm a crow slow, puffing on the hit the stove. I'm a go real slow, puffing the go. ESPN 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Last segment, Italy and Wells are at halftime. I give you the over two. It's 1-0 Italy. I'm going to go ahead and hit Italy minus one, minus 120 at half. Now, the reason I do that is because I do believe it's going to slow down. I'm, I'm, remember, I told you, Italy doesn't even have to do anything in this game to win the group. Now they're winning this game 1-0. I believe they'll slow down. Maybe Wells gets something. Maybe they don't. This is a free bet to me, in my opinion, because if they hit the, the uh, uh, Wells scores, then it goes to two. You get your money back on the on the previous bet that we had pregame. If, if Italy scores, you win that bet and you push. If nobody scores, that's a free bet on Italy, and you end up losing the original bet if that makes sense. So, again, Italy minus one, minus 120 at half, I believe is a free bet if you bet the over two for the game. I like it. And shout out to Lamont for sending us this. Boy, he really put a bow on our show today. He's got a Browns fan, and he's got uh, a bucket full of urine here. <laughs> it's a video on YouTube of a, a Browns fan dunking his head in this bucket of urine for 450 bucks. Is that enough money for either one of you guys to do that? No. no. God, no. No. In the bucket that... That you that he's talking about. This is a bucket full. Yes, it's full. This wasn't just two or three people just urinating yeah. in a bucket. No, this was this was a night long of of um, and 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 to get the, okay. This was a lot. Let's say I don't know if it's daytime, nighttime, but this was a an hours and hours and hours compilation of 
of of urine into one bucket. Yeah, they had a plan. Like this didn't no. just come together. <laughs> That's a bad plan. That's a bad plan. Yes. Are those guys friends? We we well, talking about the other guys aren't your friends at the bar. Those guys your friends for for push. I mean, they're not making you do this. Obviously, they're yeah, paying he volunteer, you. Yeah, he, he like voluntarily did this to make the money. Yes. Like, we all have that one friend, right? That's That'll like, do oh, yeah. I'll do anything for 200 bucks or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have one for sure. I, yeah. I could see him right now of the stupidities he's done. <laughs> I've seen broken arms on the ferry line, you know, right before you get on the ferry, the, the, the little hotels right there. I've seen guys try to jump off that tree for money and just. He just snapped off and just yes, I've seen I've seen it all, man. I've <laughs> and and an overweight guy at that. Put it that I think that was the kicker. This, my, this dude was you know pushing almost three hundred, and he was up there talking big game that he can get up there and do I don't know what not. We're on the way to a birthday party. Ferry line is packed, so you know you get out the car, you're just waiting, and then you're just bored, and we're throwing a football around. All of a sudden, Junior, I'm gonna even say his name, decides that man, I, I, he starts getting an argument with somebody about. We start throwing down money. We're like, all right, I think we had maybe 80-something dollars, you know? And he's like, I, I guarantee you that I can jump from that limb. He wasn't going to go drop to the, straight to the ground. He was. He said that that would be too much on his knees. He said, I'll jump from that limb, and I'll catch on to the other one, then come down. <laughs> no. You know what 300 pounds of weight does whenever you, you jump, you catch the limb? It, it, the whole weight kicked forward. His legs went forward. He came down neck first, and he tried to catch himself with his arm. It was over, like over, over. <sighs> he didn't make it to the party. Of course he didn't. It, you always know something's going to go wrong, right? Like when the overweight older guy gets on the rope swing at the lake. <laughs> you, know, you know disaster is about camera. to strike. Yes, pull like, out camera. I mean, and, I and it happens at the same point, though, right? It's, yes. it's when that rope gets down and then their weight finally, their arms are required to hold, to hold, hold the their body weight. And they're not expecting that. At first, it's like, wee, yeah. oh, oh, boom. Oh. Like, <laughs> and they're not smart enough to pull their legs up because a lot of times there's rocks down there. So. I've seen some dudes fly right into the rocks and crush their legs. You're just like, what are you doing? 713-780-3776. we got two minutes left. If you've got anything to get off, because I'm going to give you these bets. I know i got a couple of people saying, get off these bets. So check it out. I believe that in game one of the Suns and Clippers, they're not... The, we knew the entire time that Chris Paul was not going to play. Once they said that that he was under protocol, we knew that line. It's been fluctuating for whatever reason. I don't see why because we we know that Kawhi's out. We know that. So then, what's on the table? A team that's missing their. A lot are going to say Booker, Devin Booker is the best player on the Suns. Yeah, that very well could be, but he's not the the glue that holds them together. The player that that you know that guides them to where they need to be. I think that Chris Paul is just that. With him off the court, they're going to rely a lot on campaign. So I started looking at the splits. What are the Suns with campaign on the court, running the offense, and no Chris Paul? What's well, not that bad, right? So then I looked a little further and I said, well, what is it whenever campaign is off the court? Because he's not going to play every minute. His backup backup's going to have to play. Yep. What is it whenever that guy's on the court and they're minus 16.4 points per 100 possessions? That right there gives you your game because with Chris Paul on the court, they're plus 13 points. They're minus 13.6. So now you're talking about a 26-point turnaround per 100-point possessions whenever Cameron Payne is off the court and uh, Chris Paul. That right there leaves me gap. So if you want to live bet that game, every time you see campaign leave that court, remember what I tell you, that they're going to struggle. And I think that that's what happens. Look for live spots. Take the Clippers plus the points in game one of that game. Man, I like it. Before we get out of here, what are your predictions on this Astros game today? Pretty cool, right? McCullers versus Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel called McCullers like his son. 
You know, remember uh, Pedro Martinez tip my cap to the Yankees and call him my daddy. What do you think happens here? Does daddy win or or does the son, Lance McCullers, pull it out today? I'm going to. I'm going to be like Bum B does on every show they ask him. He don't care who the Houston team's going up against. He always looks at him and he always says, my heart won't let me tell you anything else other than Astros, baby. Yep, Astros. Yuli out. We went through the lineup. So, you know, some guys getting some rest today. So not your typical Astros lineup. All right. So we're going to sign off like we always do. There's a big game. There's a big game. You hear that? There's a big game on the horizon. And to me, and I'm going to do it like this. This is the way I want to end this show. It's Father's Day. And it's Colombia playing today against Peru. There's no other better way for me to, to live a Father's Day, you know. Every, everyone knows what my dad meant to me. I'm, I'm on this microphone chasing his ghost. And on this day, I'm going to give you this. I'm betting with my heart. They tell you to never do it, but I always do it when it comes to Colombia. Colombia is going to beat up on Peru today. C- Peru in the last 10 head-to-head have, haven't beat Colombia. We're talking about 10 games. Uh, Peru since the World Cup, they aren't who they were. I believe that Colombia is going to win this game somewhere along the lines of three to one or two to one. Give me Colombia on a Father's Day, on a Father's Day that I chase my father's ghost. And at seven o'clock today, I know exactly where he at, where he's going to be at. He's going to be sitting right next to me, enjoying some beers. Signing off. This was Moneyline. That's Josh Jordan. That's Aaron Raybould, and I'm Jerry Bonos with a Z. Colombia, peace. Happy Father's Day, Randy. Colombia, tierra querida, hija de fe y armonía. Cantemos, cantemos todos, grito de paz. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. We're taking a break. Okay. That's cool.